cool. Praise him, guys. Praise him, praise him. Um, yeah, man, let's pray. Father, we thank you. Thank you for what you're already doing in our midst today. And all we just um all we just pray that as we just get into the word, Lord, that you will just speak to our hearts, Lord, and that our hearts will just be good ground. And that Father, we won't just be hearers of the word, but indeed doers of the word, Lord. Father, just I I pray as we just hear your word, Lord, that that Father, you will just shift our thinking. And, and and just bring into our awareness, Lord, the authority you've given us as believers in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Cool. So um, we're, we are carrying on this uh, series where we're exploring, you know, uh, the uh, demons, the uh, spiritual realm. And, we, uh, and I, I guess we're really growing in our understanding of of how to stand, of being able to discern the origin of things, as Daniel preached a couple of weeks ago, is it from the world, is it from the flesh, is it from the demonic realm? Um, we are understanding our uh, 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 footholds and yeah, footholds and openings, um, where which the enemy which the enemy uses as ways into our lives. Um, and today we're going to kind of carry that on, really. And I guess we're now shifting, as Daniel spoke about last week. I guess the first couple of weeks have really been about uh, 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 standing and, and recognising our position and living a life of victory um, and living a life where we're victorious over the demonic um, and spiritual warfare. And I guess what, what we want to go into I guess in the next couple of weeks, is just exploring different stories in the Bible where Jesus or the disciples, or even some in the Old Testament, where demons came up, and we really want to 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 use these stories as a way for us as believers to really grow in our in our understanding of you know how demons operate, uh, because we've been called in this world, and we know that there are demons, as Daniel preached a couple of weeks ago. We know that there are spirits, that there are principalities and that they are and there are powers and us as believers we have to understand that um so that we can stand so we're gonna go into um i think one of my not one of my favorite bible stories but it's really weird one of my favorite demon stories in the bible if <laughs> if uh, one can have that um uh, and it's mark chapter five um and we're gonna read it's a it's a large chunk of scripture um, we're going to read from verse 1 to 20. So that's Mark chapter 5. And we're reading from verse 1 to 20. Then they came to the other side of the sea, to the country of the Gadarenes. And when he had come out of the boat, immediately there met him, out of the tombs, a man with an unclean spirit, who had his dwelling among the tombs, and no one could bind him, not even with chains. Because he had often been bound with shackles and chains, the chains had been pulled apart by him, and the shackles broken in pieces. Neither could anyone tame him. And always, night and day, he was in the mountains and in the tombs, crying out and cutting himself with stones. When he saw Jesus from afar, he ran and worshipped him. He cried out with a loud voice and said, What have I to do with you, Jesus, son of the most high God? I implore you by God that you do not torment me. But he said to him, Come out of the man, unclean spirit. Then he asked him, What is your name? And he answered, saying, My name is Legion, for we are many. Also, he begged him earnestly that he would not send them out of the country. 
Now a large herd of swine was feeding there near the mountains. So all the demons begged him, saying, Send us to the swine that we may enter them. And at once Jesus gave them permission. Then the unclean spirits went out and entered the swine. There were about 2,000. And the herd ran violently down the steep place into the sea and drowned in the sea. So those who fed the swine fled, and they told it in the city and in the country. And they went out to see what it was that had happened. Then they saw, then they came to Jesus and saw the one who had been demon possessed and had the legend, sitting and clothed and in his right mind. And they were afraid. And those who saw it told them how it happened to him, who had been demon possessed and about the swine. Then they began to plead with him to depart from their region. And when he got into the boat, he who had been demon possessed begged him that he might be with him. However, Jesus did not permit him, but said to him, Go home to your friends and tell them what great things the Lord has done for you and how he has come compassion on you. And he departed and began to proclaim in Decapolis all that Jesus had done for him and all marveled. Amen, amen. Thank you, Avio. Thank you, Avio. Um, yeah. Mm. What a story. What a story. What a story. Um so I guess in this story, what 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 I want to do today is 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 really pull out a couple of key key events, and really what that can really tell us about um, uh, demons and the nature of how they operate. Um, and if I had a message for this uh, sermon, it's the nature of demons. It's the the nature of demons. I guess the first thing that I want to highlight is is verse four and five. Uh, where it says, for he had often been bound with shackles and change, chains, but he was wrenched, but, but he wrenched the chains apart and he broke the shackles in pieces. No one had the strength to subdue him. Night and day among the tombs under the mountains, he was always crying out and cutting himself with stones. I guess the, the first thing that I want to highlight from this story is uh, uh, demonic activity cannot be dealt with by physical strategies. Okay, so we have a man who's demon possessed. We have a man. In fact, the uh, the the Bible says that people were trying to bound him with chains, but the Bible says that he would rip it apart. He would overpower them. He was too strong. He was too strong for the chains with for the chains which man made, and he was able to break kind of out of that. So I guess a key thing for us to understand is, 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 yeah, is that if, if, if we have an issue which is rooted in the demonic, earthly strategies will not work. It, it doesn't matter uh, how many strategies you, you, you employ, how many books you read, um, uh, uh, with this particular person, counseling wouldn't have worked. Right, uh, 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 a a a five-step guide wouldn't have helped this man, right? Because his issue was centered in the demonic. He, the root of his issue, and 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 I would say his issue was being energized by a demon. Okay, what am I trying to say here? Um, so let's say, for example. Um, uh, uh, someone perhaps has a issue with anger or perhaps maybe has an issue where they're looking at in indecent images okay it's important for us as believers 
and I think Daniel spoke about this the last couple of weeks, to really discern from where that's coming from. Okay? Okay. And the reason I say that is, if it's coming from, let's say, if it's coming from the world, if it's a soul issue, it's an issue to do with appetite and lack of self-control, then that's where we can begin to speak to people to get counsel and, 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 and get strategies for how to sort that out, right? But if that, but if that issue is, is rooted in the demonic, you can't counsel that out. I need to be really clear here. That's why, that's why Paul says that we're not to believe every spirit. That's why the Bible speaks to us about seeking after distinguishing the spirits. Because we have to understand the battlefield we're on. Is this a demonic problem? Is this a soul problem? Is this a world problem whereby I can get some wisdom on this and I can actually sort this out or just being energized from a different realm? That's the first point that I wanted to make that I got from this story. The second point that I want to draw right is from verse seven. Verse seven, verse seven. And crying out with a loud voice, he said, what have you to do with me, Jesus, son of the most high? I adjure you by God to not torment me. And, and in fact, sorry, let, let, let me also read verse six. And when he saw Jesus from afar off, he ran and fell down before him. In fact, Avia's version said he fell down and, and began to worship. Mm. I said to myself, what? I said, what? I said, the Bible says that the, that the man that was filled with the demon came before Jesus and began to, and, and he fell down. And, and he began to worship him. And not only did he do that, there's two things that I want to pull out from this, actually. He started to say, what have you to do with me, son of the most high? God, okay. Why do I want to draw that out? Okay. The second point that I really want to make that I'm learning from the scripture is that uh, uh, demons can say things which are true. Okay. I've, I, yeah. I've, I've, okay. They can say things which are true. Okay, Josh, this is this is blasphemy. This is not correct. Okay, cool. Let me go a bit further. If we read, if, let's go to First John four quickly. Um, let's let me go First John four. First John. Oh, sorry. First John four. And I'm just going to quickly just read verse one. It says, beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. For many false prophets have gone out into the world. Mm. We spoke about this already. We're being called to test every spirit. Why are we testing every spirit? Because many false prophets have gone out into the world, right? Mm. Let's also go to the book of Matthew, chapter seven. Matthew, chapter seven. Um, and we're reading from verse 15 to 20. That's Matthew chapter 7, verse 15 to 20. You are of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. You will recognize them by their fruits. Are grapes gathered from thorn bushes or figs from, thist from thistles? So every healthy tree bears good fruit. But a diseased tree bears bad fruit. 
A healthy tree cannot bear bad fruit, and a diseased tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus you will recognize them by their fruits. Amen. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Why did I read that? I think a key, again, and he's speaking about false prophets here. I think a key thing in this scripture and in 1 John 4 is that when, when, when the Bible is speaking about false prophets and being able to identify a false prophet, and, I, and there's a whole other teaching that, that we'll do in the future on, on that prophet and prophecy. He doesn't say that you recognize the false prophet by, by how inaccurate they are. I really need to get this clear. He, he doesn't say beware of the false prophet uh, uh, because you will recognize them because they will say uh, 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 things which aren't correct or, or things that aren't true. He, he says that we'll recognize them uh, because of the fruits with they, the fruits that they produce. What are fruits? Fruits are only produced based on, based on the type of tree, right? And where that tree is rooted. So in this scripture, he's saying that we will only recognize them by what they produce because what they produce will indicate where they're rooted. Okay? Again, I need to reiterate this. He doesn't say that we'll recognize them because they say, oh, oh son of God, you're amazing. He doesn't say that we'll recognize them because they say accurate things or, or, or they don't say things that are accurate. He says that we'll recognize them by their fruits. Let me go back to Mark. Chapter five. Why am I saying all this? Well, we can clearly see in verse seven of Mark chapter five that this demon is saying, or this man who was who was possessed by this demon is saying, what have you to do with me, Jesus, the son of the most high God? The demon knew that he was the son of the most high God. Mm. He knew it. And again, I guess this is going to be my common thread for this season, guys. And, and, and I strongly believe that this is something that the Lord is really wanting me to bring is that he is calling us to be a people who walk in discernment. He is calling us to be a people who, who walk in the gift of discernment. Because if, if we walk in the gift of this looks right, oh yeah, it said son of the most high. That's right, isn't it? Right, okay, let, I, let me listen to you. Because you just said son of the most high. And I know he's the son of the most high. But, do you know what I mean? But actually, what we're learning from this scripture is, it's not just about uh, 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 what is being said, but it's the root from where it's coming from. Mm. And you can't discern the root without the sermon. Mm. If you try to discern the root without the sermon, what you get is a lot of conspiracy theories and, and a lot of suspicion. And many of us know in the world that we have today, sadly, as Christians, we are, we are big on suspicion and conspiracies. But then we, but, but we're not able to discern anything. Because as, as long as the Spirit says, Son of the Most High God, we're like, yeah, sign me up. This is the word of the Lord. But actually, we have a demon here 
I, 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 need, I, I need us to really hear us. A demon is saying, oh, son of the most high God. A demon. We can't listen to every spirit. That's the second thing. Number three. Number three. Okay. Okay. I need to break this one down a bit. And I love Avia's version. Um, when she read verse six or seven uh, uh, um, about the demon falling down and worshiping. Okay. And, and I think Hannah really likes to, to labor this point, And I think it's really important. It's the difference between good and God, right? Mm. Is, is it's the difference between things that look good and things which are God. And what we have here is we have a demon doing something which to the eye looks like looks like that he's worshiping and he's acknowledging who who Christ is. Right? But we understand that Christ that that according to the scriptures that Christ is looking for those who worship him in spirit and in truth, right? So we understand that what this demon here is doing may look right, okay? I guess, I guess with this message, I'm trying to get us more into the subtleties. What this demon here is doing looks right, looks like worship, looks like God, Looks like, oh my day, this person is totally surrendered. Like if I came on here and I just fell down and I said, oh, son of the most high God. That looks good. But what we're learning here is we can't judge by the outward. Mm. When, when we're understanding how demons operate, we can't judge by the outward. We can't judge by our eyes and... And we can't judge by doing an eye test. There's something which I wrote down that I want to read. Um, Demonic activity has been hiding in plain sight. It's able to do the things which we as the church have deemed as an indication of relationship. I want to read that one more time. The demonic activity has been hiding in plain sight. Why? Because it's able to do the things which we as the church have deemed as an indication of relationship. We might see someone single and, okay, let me add this. What I'm what I'm wanting to bring is not to bring us into a place of suspicion. I just want to be clear. It's not about bringing us into a place of suspicion or into a place where we begin to think, mm, is this person really a Christian? Is this person really of God? That's not what I'm seeking to bring. But what I'm seeking to bring is that we don't begin to hold these things up as signals and signs that, that, that if this is happening, we should follow it, right? Because the, the Bible says that in the last days, like even the elect will be deceived, bro. So it's like he's calling us to have eyes that see and ears that hear. 
And he's calling us to not be ignorant of the devices of the enemy. And we have to understand that. And I'm talking about me, and I know it's, it, it's, it's, it's the same for Daniel. Just because I may prophesy and it may happen, that, that doesn't uh, 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 give us as Christians the okay to not seek to discern. Because someone is, is crying out unto the Lord, that, that doesn't then mean whatever this person says, I now need to listen to wholeheartedly because they've passed the tests. And the test was they, they, they have done things which means they are in relationship. But what we're seeing here is that demonic activity can hide in plain sight. If someone were just walking past, they, this person, they, they might have thought, oh, snap, he's... He's like he's just like in a place of worship unto the Lord, not knowing that this is actually uh, uh, rooted in the demonic. That's my third thing that I'm that I want to draw out from this. Number four, <clears throat> I want to go to um, uh, verse verse eight. But he was saying, uh, and and this is just after the uh, demon was war was was uh, bowing down to Christ. Verse eight: For he was saying, "Come out of the man, you unclean spirit." Um, and Jesus asked him, "What is your name?" He replied, "My name is Legion, for we are many." And he begged him earnestly not to send them out of the country. Now a great herd of pigs was feeding there on the hillside, and they begged him, saying, "Send us to the pigs; let us enter there." Them. So we gave them permission. Okay. Something that I really want to highlight here is that demons have power, but they have no authority. And this is something that's we do that as Christians we really need to be aware of. They have power, but they have no authority, right? So we can see the power which this demon had, right? His name's Legion, which means they are many. We can see that because this man was possessed, he was able to break chains. He had super, like, he, he, he had strength. But when he came in, conf in confrontation with Christ, what happened? He started to beg Christ. Please, please don't send me here. Please, can I go here? Please, please, can I do this? Please, have you come to torment me? If you read the, uh, the account in the book of Luke, the Bible says that the demon is like, have you come to torment me? Have you come to throw me in the abyss? Mm -hmm. They have power, but they don't have any legal right. Mm. They don't have any authority. <clears throat> and the only authority that they have is what we give. <clears throat> and Daniel spoke last week about uh, um, <clears throat> sorry, topos about footholds. Mm. The only power they have, sorry, the only authority they have is the authority we give. They have no authority over the believer. They like they have zero authority. That's why. Let's just read Mark twenty-eight. Let me just read that for us quickly. Sorry, Matthew 28, sorry. Matthew 28, verse 18. Uh, oh. 
no that's not the right one sorry guys that's not the right one oh sorry matthew 28 sorry that is verse 18 verse 18 cool jesus says in verse 18 and jesus came and said uh, to them all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me mm. right mm. so um if you look at the the uh, the original language all authority means all authority <laughs> that, that that's literally what it means it's not yeah like it's it's not that demons have like it it's not like a split, like demons have 20% authority, right? And then and then Christ has and then Christ has the 80%. Do you know what I mean? So because he like he he like because they got 20, they're like wrestling. No, no, no. Like Christ Christ has all authority. Not not some of it, not enough to defeat him. All of the authority. All of it. All of it. The, the demon with all its power, with all its showboating, was asking for permission from the one who has all authority. And we know according to scripture that we as we we as his children, as his followers, are seated in him. That authority that he has, he's now given unto us. So as Christians, we now have or we are now walk, we are now able to walk in his authority. They have power, but they got no authority. They have no authority. They have power, but they have no authority. Fifth thing that I that I that I that I want to highlight um, from this story. Is the fact that and I think I've spoken about this in a couple of the other sermons, really, and it was to do with dreams that a lot of the time the enemy will use fear a lot of the time uh, to seize us and to cause us to look at him or that spirit in a more grand light, in a bigger light. And what I really love about how Jesus was in this story is that he was never alarmed. He was never alarmed. And that is what Christ is also calling us to be. He's calling us to be a people that when we come into contact with the demonic, when we come into contact with the things of the spirit, we're not alarmed. We're not like, oh my gosh, I, I got off the boat and I was met by this. Come on, everyone. Come on, come on. He got off the boat and he met this and he wasn't alarmed. Why wasn't he alarmed? Because he knew he had all, he knew he had all authority. That's the thing about... Know when you have all authority, you, you, you don't get alarmed by things. 
as much as those who believe they have no authority. Let's read um, Ephesians 2. Ephesians 2. Verse 6. And raised up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Again, that's just to further illustrate that we're seated in Christ mm. in heavenly places. We're seated far above principalities, powers, rulers. We're not called to be alarmed. I remember there was... Um, in a, in a church that I that I used to go to, there was this um, there was this one guy um, who used to come into the sanctuary and sometimes mm. into the foyer. Mm. Um, and I remember he would come and he would like just be shouting. Do you know what I mean? Maybe Daniel will will remember who this person was. Okay. He'd just come into the sanctuary and just start shouting, the shouting, screaming. And then then he would leave and then he would come back and they would just start shouting, 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 coming to the service, shouting. And I just remember, you know, every time he came in, um, there was such an alarm in the believers. Do you know what I mean? Like they like knew that this person was oppressed and that uh, uh, and that he was being influenced by like a demon. Um and I, do, I don't know how this happened, but it was one time that I was at church. And I remember I, I saw the guy. I think he was just, he was at the entrance. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, God, I just want to just, just kind of speak to this guy, a minute to this guy. So we just began to talk. like, And um, I remember like people were like, oh, Josh, like, you need to be careful. Like, you don't understand these things. Do you know what I mean? Like, like you don't understand this. Uh, Daniel's smiling and I know why he is um, and I just remember like just feeling like so much peace because I knew that I had authority mm. I, I, I was like I knew I had authority I know that this person was could be quite volatile but in that moment I just knew that I, I, I just knew that I had authority mm. so I was just speaking to the guy and I was just like and we were conversing and as we were conversing he was in his right mind as we were conversing. Mm. So we were talking, we, like we, were, we were talking and I was just talking about the gospel to him. And I, I, don't, I don't know what it was, but he was like a bit resistant. And then I started to, I don't know what I said, but I remember, I just remember the, I just remember the look on his face. Cause I said to him, oh, like, um, cause that like he was talking about, you know, that he feels bound and that he's being oppressed by spirits and he, he you know, he doesn't want, he doesn't know what to do. <clears throat> and then I said to him, okay, cool. Uh, do you want to be set free? And this is a whole nother message. There's a whole nother message mm. that, 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 that I will need to do. And it's connected with authority and footholds. And I, and I just remember him. He, he, he looked at my face, right? Um, oh, cheers. Um, 
Maria. Yeah, he he looked at my face, and all of a sudden, like his face just changed. Mm. His face just changed, and he said, "No, I don't want to be free." He said, "I don't." He said, "I don't want to be free." And then, and then, and then he just walked off. Random story. And then I never. I don't think I saw him again. I don't, I don't think I saw him again. And I think two reasons that I share that story. Number one is to firstly share what I'm what Jesus is illustrating here. We're not to be alarmed. We're not to be alarmed because we have authority. Mm-hmm. And there's something else which we 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 which came out in that story is that as I said earlier, that Demons have power, but they have no authority except for the authority we give. Mm. And that demon had been given authority to stay in that person's life. And again, we're gonna have we're gonna do some messages about deliverance so that we can get a greater understanding of these things. But I, again, I, I I I just wanted to uh, share that little snippet um, of the story. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I guess the last thing that I want to pull out from the book of Mark is, um, is the fact that when we're doing the Lord's will, uh, we're, we're going to meet some demons along the way. We're going to meet some demons along the way. That's it. If you're wanting to serve him and, you, you know, and maybe you're praying that I never have to encounter any of this, I'm sorry. Uh, I, I think you're wasting your time uh, because there are demons and there are people who are being depre- who are being oppressed and we have been called as his ambassadors to do the things which he was doing. And that is to cast out demons. That is to seek and save the lost. That is pro- to proclaim liberty to those who are captive. And when I say that we will encounter demons as we're doing the will of God, um, I guess I want to be clear that when I'm saying that we will encounter them, I, what I'm not saying is that we will be tormented by them. I want to be really, really clear. Be, being tormented by a demon and encountering a demon is totally different things. Mm. We're not called to be tormented. Yeah, I'm a Christian. Yeah, man, I'm just going through demons or tormenting me. No, no, no. That's not meant to be happening. That's not something that should be happening in our lives. There are seasons, as as we spoke, where where there's an evil day, where we're wrestling. But as I say, those are seasons and never our life story. Our life story should never be, I'm fighting against the enemy. I'm fighting against a demon for 10, 15, 18 years. That should never be our story. What we see in Jesus is that there were moments where he was confronted and then he dealt with it. Why? Because he was doing the will of God. And we know that as we do the will of God, there will be opposition. There, there will be opposition to oppose us. And Jesus, and Jesus knew, like, like, you just need to get out of my way. That's why like, I really love how Jesus dealt with it. Like, he just said, come out of him, you unclean spirit. And then afterwards, the demon said, you know, like, can I please go into the pigs? Which is a whole nother uh, sermon or uh, teaching. And Jesus, and 
And the Bible just says that Jesus permitted. This is not the uh, sign of someone who's worried or is confused or is unsure. This is, this is, this is the story of someone who knows who they are, knows why they've been put on this earth and knows that nothing that's put in front of them is going to stop them from fulfilling what, what God has put them on the earth to do. As I was as I was writing this message, and even today, as I was writing it, I was still talking to God, like God, like what's the like why am I bringing this? I understand that it's important, and I was like, why am I bringing this? And and what I felt the Lord really he 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 like really wanted us to know is that in our in in our families, um, in in our cities, in our towns in our lives there are issues that can only be dealt with by casting at the devil or by casting at demons there are issues in our cities where politicians people are strategizing there 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 are think tanks this whole city was troubled Mm. this whole city was troubled by this man the Bible says that he would break through the change and all night he would howl and make noise and cut himself. There was nothing that this city knew. This city didn't know what to do to deal with this problem. But then Jesus came. Jesus came and knew exactly what to do with this issue. It, 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 it wasn't to counsel it, but it was to cast it out. There's some things in our families, there's some things in our cities, there's some things in our towns that are not rooted in this realm, but they're rooted in, a, in another realm. And the Lord is calling us to be a people that understand that's not, no, 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 that's not rooted here. This shouldn't be so. My, like, this shouldn't be following my family. Why is it that everyone in my family is afraid? Like, no, like, like why is it that Everyone that's in my family is 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 depressed or gets sick. What, like what? Like why is it that the testimony of my family is is this? And 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 we can read all the books we 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 want to read, but if it's rooted in the demonic, we need to be aware of it so we can deal with it. Or we'll be like these people, trying to try trying to chain it up, and uh, and then it set free again. Trying to chain it up, and then it set free, because you're you 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 are using the wrong weapons. Because the weapons of our warfare, they're not carnal. They're not carnal, meaning they're not made from from the material of this earthly realm. So my encouragement today, guys, is, is a couple things, really. And I want to just reiterate it. Earnestly desire for the gift of the Son of the Spirit. Earnestly, earnestly desire it. I want to encourage us that as we are seeking the Lord, as we're going forward, we will encounter demons. We, we will encounter them. 
but we have all authority over them. It's not something to be alarmed about when it happens. And it will happen by his grace. Come on, because that's he's told us to do it. He, if Christ said, go and cast out demons, then we should expect to be casting out demons. The same way that we expect to be prophesying, right? We expect that there'll be prophecy. We expect the Lord to heal. Then we should also expect that the Lord would begin to use us to cast out devils or to cast out demons, sorry. This is what he's called us into. So yeah, let me just pray. Father, I just thank you for your word, Lord. I just thank you, Lord, that we have nothing to be alarmed mm-hmm. about. Father, because you have all authority and, you, and you've given us that authority, Lord. And Lord, I pray as a church, Lord, that you would just release the sermon over us, Lord. Yes, Lord. Just, 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 just the ability to, to just discern after the spirit and not after the flesh, Lord. Yes, Lord. Father, we don't want to be a people where we're suspicious, we, we don't want to be a, a, a people that have conspiracy theories, but we want to be a people that see as you see, Lord, mm. so that we can do the things that you do, Lord. Yes, Father, we don't want our families to have the same cycles. Father, Father, we don't want our cities to be troubled by the same issues, Lord. Yes, but Father, give us a heart and a desire, Lord, to truly see what's going on. Just as Jesus was able to truly see what was going on, in this city, in this moment, and and was able to deal with it, Lord. We pray, Lord, that we would have that same uh, sight and vision, Lord, in our families, in our workplaces, in our towns, in our cities, Lord, Mm -hmm. in the name of Jesus, that those cycles would stop with us, Mm -hmm. that those things in our cities, Lord, they would stop with us, because we will see and we will know, Lord Father, the true root of where things are coming from, Lord, in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Amen.